are live. We are so thankful and grateful once again for your presence, and we're thankful for and grateful for our online community. Um, also, we're thankful for, for God's word this morning. We're thankful for what, he, what he's about to share with us. It's so often that, you know, I don't know about y'all, but a lot of times, you know, we prepare, I prepare, and then a few, then maybe a couple of days before time, the Lord will up and he will change that thing. And I'm like, mm, especially when you put all that time in, amen. But it it is about him, right? It is about him. It was like on Wednesday night, the Lord had given us one message, and then he turned around and he changed it the day of, and dealing with that unfinished business, and we're dealing with unfinished business. And uh, it, it was a very serious, very serious message. But this morning, we would like to invite your attention to the book of Second Timothy. We're going to the book of Second Timothy. Going to the book of Second Timothy. Second Timothy. Now, if y'all pull on me, you might get something. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Second Timothy, yeah, it's 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 uh, something the Lord dropped in my spirit uh, a few, like I said, a few days ago, and we're gonna follow what He says. We're just gonna have to stay close because we won't be long. So whatever you're gonna get, you gonna you gonna get it right now. <laughs> amen, amen. This morning we want to talk about, and this is what the guy gave me that he gave me two words, and it is the deposit the deposit the deposit you know how it is when you when you and i won't um, put money in a bank you're making a deposit right so whenever you're making a deposit it's being safeguarded when you put it there well, at least we hope right that when we make that deposit it's being safeguarded so god says there are some things that's been deposited in us that we have to safeguard it. We've been entrusted with it. So therefore, we have to guard the deposit that the Lord has placed on the inside of us. Amen? Amen. Now, Second Timothy, uh, chapter number 1. Just going to slowly teach and uh, get, out your, get out the way. Amen. Heavenly Father, we bless you. We thank you. We ask, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit who is the teacher, that he would just bring up everything in me that you, that you have given me. And we thank you for it now. And we cast out and we send back to the pits of hell any spirit, any distraction spirit. We send it back to the pits of hell. And we thank you right now, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Second Timothy chapter number 1. We're going to begin reading at verse number 5. Verse number 5, Paul is talking to Timothy. Now, Timothy's name in the Greek means one who honors God, one who honors God. And it says in verse number five, he says, when I call to remembrance the unfrenched faith that is in thee, he's speaking to Timothy now, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Leave the scripture up. Leave it up. Now, when, when we look at the scripture, Paul is calling into remembrance some things. He's calling into remembrance 
the faith, the faith that the grandmother Lois had, the faith that his mother had, and now he's saying he is persuaded that that same faith is in him. He's persuaded that that same faith is in Timothy, the one who honors God. If you can look, if you look, you see the generations of faith. Starts with the grandmother. And it's ironic that there is only information that's given biblically is that um, the, the grandmother was Jewish. And it follows on down. Well, Eunice, that, that, they're from a J- Jewish heritage. It follows on down. It comes to the next generation. It comes to the mother. Then it goes down to the son. But look at what they're passing off. The key thing that they're passing off is faith. A lot of times, we, 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 and I know the Bible says leaving in the heritage to our children's children. I understand that. But a lot of times, we get things confused because, see, those things that we want to leave materialistically to our, to our children or whomever we want to leave some stuff to, all that is temporal. So we need something else that, that is, uh, that's going to hold out when we're going through or it's going to hold out when we're faced with situations and circumstances. And that is faith. It was passed down from one generation to the next generation. All right. Now, verse number six. All right. So, so Paul said, he said, I'm persuaded that you got that same faith that they got. He said, I'm persuaded. Now, looking at verse number six, he says this. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God. Faith is a gift. Everybody does not have the gift of faith. Everybody has faith. Certain measures is what the Bible says. But there is a gift of faith, okay? So here he's being instructed. He's, he's saying, Paul is saying to him, he said, I'm putting you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God. So what gifts have you been entrusted with, God says, that is lying dormant on the inside of you? He's saying, stir up that gift. And it's, it's the gift of God. It's a gift that God entrusted in you. God made a deposit in all of us. We all have different gifts. So what is the gift or gifts with the S that God, that God himself placed on the inside of you and he has entrusted that gift in you? Think about it. Think about what your gift is. Think about the gifts God has given you. Think about the fact that he entrusted us with the gift of God. He entrusted us. So God said we need to guard the gifts that he has placed on the inside of us. And then he goes on in that verse, the latter part of verse number six, he says, which is in thee. He acknowledges that he sees that gift that when the passed through generation after generation in Timothy. And then he says, uh, which is in thee by the putting on of 
my hands. So what are they? He's talking about. He's talking about the gift of faith. In this day and time, we are going to need that gift in of faith. We can't allow that gift or any other gift that God has given us to lie dormant. To, we, we, we can't do it. We, we, we have to safeguard what God has placed on the inside of each one of us. We've got to protect that gift. What is your gift? Think about it. It's, it's an individual thing. Don't think about somebody else's gift. Think about your gift. Thank you. Think about what God entrusted in you. He says, wake it up. Wake up that gift that God put in you. It's a deposit. God himself deposited that gift. You see, that's powerful right there. That's a place when somebody should say, hooray, start clapping your hand. Because God has made a deposit in you. But what are you doing with your deposit? Question mark. Now, here is talking about the gift of faith. Now, let's go, let's go, let's go now. Let's go to Hebrews chapter number 11. Going to the most familiar text. You know, when he can't get it, get, 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 get. That rascal's stupid, ain't he? When he can't do it on the inside, he's the more bring a distraction on the outside. You know, you got to give him credit. He don't, he don't give up, does he? He's still, he's, see, now we know. We, we, we know it's a distraction, right? You know, because he don't want us to know that we got a gift on the inside of us. That, that that's been a deposit in us. Now, Hebrews chapter number 11. It's almost comical. In fact, it is comical. Okay, it is comical. Hebrews chapter number 11. Very familiar text that we quote all the time. Verse 1 in Hebrews chapter number 11 says, Now faith is. Now faith is. The substance of things hoped for. For the evidence of things not seen. Two things he's talking about there about faith. He says faith is a substance that's hopeful. Then he says faith is evidence. Evidence of things not seen. So what it's what it is Revealing is that faith is trusting in what you cannot see. We, 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 quote the, we quote the scripture, we quote it, we quote it, we quote it, we quote it, right? But do we really understand what he is saying? What he is saying is that Faith is a substance. Faith is tangible. It's tangible. It's tangible. All right? It is tangible. Things not seen. Amen? Amen. We've got some, you know, the, you know the devil is crazy. We get the distraction on the outside. Now he's trying to bring the distraction on the inside. So it must be something about this word 
that, that the devil don't want you to know. When he is, when he's going from one distraction to another distraction to get your mind off and to get my mind off, that means he's trying to tell us something. He is trying to reveal to us about the deposit that we have on the inside. He's, he's helping us to understand about faith. Faith, faith is, when it comes down to faith, faith is trusting in what you can't see. You tr- How can you trust in something that you can't see? Okay, God is a spirit, right? All right. We can't see him, right? But we trust him, right? So if we don't trust him, that see, Will, what's happening, we have to make sure that when we, we can't see God, we can't touch God, but we know that he's there, right? It goes back to something that Deacon Wade said. He said, I don't understand why people don't believe, there's, believe that's God. He said, but, but he is. God is. He is. So we have to come to a place that those things that we are hoping for, they do have substance, but we just can't see it. And the only way we can see it is through faith. you got to trust. Oh, Lord. You've got to trust the process. You have to trust the process. Now, it also talks about how faith, look at what, look at what it says there about faith. It says not only is, is, is the substance of things hoped for, because you're hoping for something, all right? But then it also says the evidence of things not seen. Now, evidence of things not seen, that means it's proof is there. Proof is there. Evidence means proof. But it's saying that you can't see it. But it says faith is the evidence of things not seen. Now, does that make sense? Evidence. Evidence of things not seen. But that's faith. You can't see it, but the proof is there. Well, didn't we just come through the pandemic? Or whatever they want to call it. The covid we believe, we stood, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, we stood on Psalms 91, right? The whole two years. We stood on that. We stood on that word. And blessed be the Lord. God blessed us. He kept us through that. We believe that God was going to take care of us, right? Did not God take care of us? I, I just praise God. And, and yes, there's some situations and circumstances that has happened, but the thing is, the majority of us are still here. Amen. So when he talks about faith being evidence, it's proof. I'm like, come on, God, you can't see the evidence, but you know that it's there. Think about that. In our rational mind, we, we, we can't comprehend that. And the reason why we can't comprehend it is because we're living on the lower plane than where we're supposed to be. Think about the gift God gave you. Whatever it is, you think, think about it. Think about the gift God gave you. Before it manifests itself, that means you had to take some action, right? You, you put it in place. All right? Once you put it in place, then it materializes. Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. Something even more simpler. 
Most of us drove in a vehicle up here, right? We came in a vehicle, right? We parked it, right? Show you how faith is. How many of us are going to go out there and we're going to believe that we're going to go straight to our car, put the key in it, and open up and we're going to get in it? We inside of the building, right? We can't see what's on the other side of the door. But we believe that when service is over, we're going to be able to go into our vehicle and get in it because it's still going to be there. See, that's how faith is. You've got to believe that whatever I'm hoping for, it's there. If you don't hope and believe, it will never manifest itself. See, you can walk out there and get in that car, and even though you can't see it, we got thieves everywhere. And trust, they know how to unlock them doors out there. They know how to do it. But we believe that we believe that when we dismiss, that when we go out there, it's still there. We believe when we get in that car and go home, that house is still there, right? We believe that. That's, that's faith. That's, that's faith. Now, I'll show you something else. Evidence is a substance. It's tangible, even though you can't see it. Proof is there, even though you can't see it. Show you, show you what. See, when it talks about faith being a substance, when you look at the Greek meaning of that word substance, it means beneath, below. It means a substructure. But it also means a foundation. Faith is the foundation that we stand on. If you don't stand on faith, that which is your foundation, we will never make it to where we're supposed to be. All right? Now, let's go, let's go now to 2 Kings chapter number 6. 2 Kings chapter number 6. Let me show you an example of faith. You know, it, the interesting thing about what Timothy, what Paul wrote to Timothy, in that same text, right after those verses, he says, God did not give us a spirit of fear. How many times that we quoted that verse, that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind, and didn't connect it with the verses above it. We grabbed that one verse, and we said, God didn't give me the spirit of fear. So he is saying, okay, if he did not give us a spirit, and God didn't give us a spirit of fear, he gave us the spirit of faith. Our foundation is faith. We have to make sure that we're trusting God all the way. I can't see it. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I know it's going to happen. And whatever's going to happen is going to be the best for us. Now, let's go to 2 Kings uh, chapter number 6. 2 Kings chapter number 6. 2 Kings chapter number 6. 2 Kings chapter number 6. Here, prior to what I'm going to read to you, there was a battle going on, about to, to take place. And there were two armies. There were two armies there. The, the Syrian king was going to come up against Israel. And it seems like every time they got ready to, to overpower uh, uh, Israel, that Elisha would always send a message to the army to let them know where the enemy's territory, what the enemy's strategies were. 
And then the king asks us a question. He wants to know who is telling the, the king of Israel what, what their strategies are and what's happening. And so one of, his, one of his servants tells him that what's happening is there's a man in Israel that, that his name is Elisha. And what he is doing, he's, he's revealing the strategies of the adversary. Do you not know God will reveal the, the, the strategies of the enemy? Whenever the enemy is trying to, t- whenever he's trying to take you out, God will reveal the strategies of the enemy. And then the king wanted to know, well, who is telling the people about what's happening, what we're going to be, of what the army is, is going to be? Who is revealing? And then that's when the, when the servant says, there's a man by the name of Elisha. And what he is doing, he is telling, he is telling, uh, Elijah is telling the army where the other army is. And he said, whatever you're speaking in your bedchamber, now this is interesting. He says, whatever speaking in your, whatever you are speaking in your bedchamber, that is what's being revealed. Now, I, I looked at a scripture in Ecclesiastes, and I didn't put it up. And, it's, and, and if you want to write it down, it's in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse number 20. That's why we have to be careful with what we say. Because it says this. It says, curse not the king. No, not in thy thoughts. Be careful what you say. Don't curse the king. Then it goes on and says, curse not the rich. He says, in thy bedchamber. And this is the interesting part. It says, for a bird of the air shall carry the voice, and that which hath wings shall tell the matter. So you, got to, you have to be careful what you say. See, that's Scripture. Whatever you, you know, that's why, you know, the, the power of thought, it said the thing that the thing is, is carried. He said that, that voice is carried, so it then took wings, and it's moving. So, so what's happening in the text, the, the king were being revealed where the army was. And so now they come to another place where they're about to attack Israel. And this is where we're going to begin, okay? Because we're going to look at these two armies. Remember now, we're talking about faith, right? It's trusting in what you can't see. It's trusting in what you can't see. All right, now, 2 Kings chapter 6, looking at verse number 15. It says, And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, he says, Behold, our host compassed me, circled the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? Now, when the servant steps out, he sees this army. He sees the physical army. See, that's what's happening with most of us. It comes down to rather than operating in faith and operating on the word of God, we see the physical and we get scared. That's what happened with the servant. He goes out. He sees this army. It's filled with, with horses and it's filled with chariots. In other words, it is filled with those horses represent strength and power. What he's seeing in the natural is strength and power. Then when he sees those chariots, he sees instruments of war. That's what he sees when he sees it. What do we see when we look out and we see our adversary? 
What do we see? What do we see? When you look at the natural, what do, what do you see? Now, he says, he, he calls on his master, right? The servant has restricted vision. All right? Now, watch verse number 16. Verse 16 says, now Elijah is speaking. He says, and he answered, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. All right. There are two men, right? One is the servant. The other one is the man of God. The servant sees defeat. The man of God sees victory. What do we see when we see our circumstances and situations? When we see crisis, do we see defeat or do we see victory? What do we see? Do we see defeat or do we see victory? Big difference now. When the servant goes out, he sees... (laughs) He sees this army, and he gets afraid. And automatically, in his mind, is programmed defeat. But the man of God says, don't don't be afraid. He says, that's more for us than it is against us. How many times we think the whole, we've even said this cliche, I've said it myself, the whole world is against me. Anybody said that beside me? <laughs> yeah. But what are we seeing? Are we seeing through the lenses of God, the eyes of God, or we're we looking through the eyes of man? See, that's what we have to change. Keep your place now because we're coming back. We're coming back to, to second, second Kings. I want us to go to Psalms 27. Let's go to Psalms 27. Because the first thing the, uh, the man of God instructs him to do is not to fear. Psalms Psalms 27. Psalms 27. Tells them not to fear. Psalms 27. All right. Here, David is making a personal affirmation. Personal. Okay? Psalms 27, because we're dealing with that spirit of fear. And this is what happens when you get rid of that spirit of fear. This is how you get rid of it. uh, Psalms 27, verse number 1 says... The Lord, Yahweh, is my light illumination and my salvation, my deliverer. Whom shall I do what? We don't have to fear. Why? Because it's, the Lord is our light. He illuminates, he illuminates in the darkness. His word says, when it comes down to darkness, and he says, the, the, day, the light is just like darkness to God. Darkness is just like the light. See, the thing is, he said, whom shall I fear? Then he says, the Lord is the strength. Yahweh is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Yahweh. We have to trust in him. We have to know that he is the light of my life. Don't have to be afraid of nothing. 
We don't have to have no fear. Why? Because God is there. Take, oh, take that same faith that we use with Psalms 91 and bring it into our everyday life. Because we stood solidly on Psalms 91. Now we stood on that. And God, and God did it. God, God did that thing. God did that thing. We don't have to be afraid. Now watch, watch what he says now in, in, in verse number 2. Watch what he says in verse number 2. This is, watch what he says now because he's dealing with an affirmation here. Okay? Now he says in verse number 2 in Psalms 27, he says, When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came, not they were coming, said, when they came upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and fell. When they came to eat up of the, your freshness, the newness, and when they came to eat up of your strength, your enemies stumbled. They fell before they got to you. We never receive the whole impact of what the, for what the enemy is releasing because God is there. He, he, he's, he's there. He said, and the wicked, he said, my, my, that my enemy, when they came, when they wanted to devour us, he said, no, they, they stumbled and fell. Why? It's because the Lord, he's the one that fight our battles. He's the one. He is the one that fight the battles. Now watch verse number three. He says this, though a host, you remember what the servant saw? He saw a host. He saw a mighty army. He says, though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. What am I confident in? I'm confident in the power of Jehovah. That's what my confidence is. You've got to learn to trust God. You remember when we go back to Second Timothy, talking about that generation of the, the, the gift of faith, how it was transferred down. So that let me know faith is, the gift of faith is very important. And whatever else gift God has deposited in you is very important. It's, it's, it's very important. He says, now, when, even when I'm encircled, my enemy surrounding me, he said, I won't fear. <laughs> Even though if there's a war uh, that will rise up against me, his confidence is in God. His confidence is not in his own. His confidence is in God. His confidence in God. It's in God. Now, let's look at Psalms chapter number 3. Because we're talking about the deposit that's in you. Psalms 3. Psalms, Psalms 3. We almost we almost finish here. Psalms chapter number three. Psalms three and verse number six. Watch this. Watch this. He says, I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. He said, I ain't got to be afraid. I don't care what the number is. It doesn't matter what the multitude is. God said, we don't have to be afraid. He said, if it's 10,000 of them. Listen, it's not that we can count our enemies on our one hand. They're everywhere. But God says this. He said, you don't have to be afraid. 
You, you, don't, have to, you don't have to operate in, in fear because God did not give us the spirit of fear. See, we've been deposited with the old, almighty God that lives on the inside of us. We don't have to operate in fear. God will speak to us and tell us wherever the enemy is in our lives. He'll show us. He'll reveal it. Okay? But the main thing is he's entrusted each one of us with a gift. He's made a deposit. What is your, what did God deposit in you? Be careful now. You remember that little bird? So that little bird is like a little voice. It'll go and tell. Someone said, well, I ain't got no deposits. You know who told you that lie? The devil. Because God has deposited gifts in all of us. We all have gifts. And many gifts are lying dormant. What is your gift? What are your gifts? God says time to stir it up. It's time to stir them up. Oh, let's, now let's go. Let's go to second. Go back to Second Kings. Let's go back to Second Kings. Second Kings, chapter six. Chapter six. Second Kings. Hmm. The Lord is good. Looking at verse number seventeen. Second Kings, chapter number six, verse seventeen. It says, "And Elisha, what did he do? He prayed." He prayed. He prayed. And Elisha, one who honors God, he prayed and said, Lord, Yahweh, I pray thee, open his eyes. We got to learn to pray the word of God. He said, open his eyes. That He's talking about his servant because the servant couldn't see. He said, open his eyes that he may see. When he, God is a God answering prayer first. God answers prayer. You see what happened there? He says now, he says, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And then he says, and the Lord did what? Open the eyes of the young man and he saw. Do we have any praying people in the house? How many of y'all been praying for one another? You kind of faint. <laughs> okay, I said it. The Lord opened the eyes of the young man. He saw, and behold, watch what he sees. Now he he saw defeat before, right? He said, and he saw. He said, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. Round about Elisha. What do you see? What do you see when you, when, when, when you see you're being outnumbered by the adversary? What do you see? See, he, the man was, he, he, he was blinded, not a physical blindness, but he was blinded spiritually. He saw defeat. He saw the physical things that you can see. He did not see the invisible. The man of God saw the invisible. He saw on the mountain above the enemy. He saw 
the, the, those, those chariots, of, uh, uh, the chariots and the horses. But one other thing he, he, that was added there, he called them the chariots of fire. Chariots of fire. Do you not know God is a consuming fire? He prayed. God answered. We need to learn how to pray more. I ain't talking about now, now, now you lay me down to sleep. Not, not, not them kind of prayers. Not, 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 not them kind of prayers. Now you lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. No. Get on your face. We need to get on our face before the Lord. This year, spirit of distraction. That must mean this year, in the midst of God's blessing, that spirit of distraction is going to be operating. You've got to know when God is trying to take you to a place and when, where the enemy is trying to take you from that place. Because, see, you've got to understand God is... He is a consuming fire. You got more for you than you have against you. You got that, that, that you have to see. The enemy does not want us to see that. All they want us, the enemy wants us to see is what we can see in the natural, and Satan does not want us to see what God is doing. In the name of Jesus, in the name, in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, the mighty name of Jesus, the mighty name of Jesus, the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus. He is powerful. God is awesome. And let me tell each one of us. You can speak to those demons. You can speak to anything that's not bring you life. And it's got to go. Not by your power, but by the power of the almighty God. You stand on what God says. God says he has given us authority over the enemy. Work your gift. Work it. Work it. Work it. You got to work it. You got to work it. I've seen you people come to a place in God when things begin to happen in the house. You got together. When that that demonic spirit came through them doors that Sunday, and you watched and you saw that evil spirit that was trying to disrupt, you went into war. It's war time. The devil is trying to take us out. It's war time. We got to learn to see the devil for what he is and know he's a little bit of something. You step on it. Don't give it no power. 
tell you something. Where we can't see, God sees way down the road. That same young man, that that spirit tried to destroy and tried to distract because he was crying. He heard the word that Sunday. Huh. That young man called me this past week. He said, I want you to know I failed. I was in a coma for two weeks. He said, when I come out, he said, I was in the hospital for a few months. He said, but I saw this star outside of my window. He said, it didn't leave. It did not leave until I was dismissed from the hospital. Then he said, you know, I got on drugs real bad after I got dismissed from the hospital. He said, real bad. He said, when I worked, I gave my money to the drug man. He said, I even gave my food to the drug man. He said, I was hungry. I went to bed at night hungry. But he said he heard an audible voice that told him, get up, go put you some clean clothes on. And when he, he said when he followed the instructions and he put on clean clothes, he said that God told him, he said, from now on, you're going to be clean. He said, it's been seven months and he's still clean. See that? You got to watch that demon. You got to watch that devil. Because, see, he didn't want that man delivered. But he's delivered now. He's delivered. God is powerful, y'all. We need to stand on the God that we serve. He's a mighty, he's a mighty God. He's powerful now. Start operating in authority that he has given you. He has given you that power and authority. We need to start operating in it and start praying. Get on our face. Get on your face. Pray. If it means praying all night, pray all night. But believe when you pray. You got to believe. Last scripture, last scripture. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, did I feel? Yeah, he saw that. Okay. See, what we have, that, that army, that unseen army, is greater, far greater than that physical thing. Last scripture, last scripture. Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles chapter number 32. Second Chronicles chapter number 32. Do remember that deposit now. God has entrusted you with a deposit on the inside. He's entrusted you. Safeguard the deposit that the Lord has placed on the inside of you. You got to safeguard it. Just like you safeguard about your money in the bank, spiritually, this is more important. Safeguard the gift that God has given you. Second Chronicles chapter number 32. And once we read these couple of verses, then we're out of here. Amen. Verse number 7 says, here's instructions. He says, be strong and courageous. Be not afraid nor dismayed for the king of Assyria, nor for the multitude that is with him. For there be more with us than with him. That's more. He said, don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. You you got an army with you. Now watch how he describes Verse number 8, the army. Now, remember now, they got an army with them. Verse number 8 says, with him is an arm of flesh. This is a natural army. He has an arm of flesh, but with us. Who's with us, y'all? 
is the Lord our God to do what? To help us. We're not without hope. We're not without help. We got help. And it said, and to fight what? How many of us in battles? <laughs> We're in battles, right? Well, maybe we keep doing this because we don't do this. God's job is there to help us. He says to fight our battles. And then, then it says, and the people rested themselves upon the words of Hezekiah, Hezekiah, king of Judah. They rested on the words of praise. Let me tell you, praise will tear down the devil's camp. But if you're going to take anything away from, from this today, take away about the deposit God has placed on the inside of you. Take that away with you. You got a deposit on the inside of you. You got gifts. Operate in them. Don't covet somebody else's gift. God and I already gave you yours. Safeguard it. You know why you got to safeguard it? Because the enemy wants to rob you. Why do you think people go rob the bank? They know something up in there, right? They know some money is up in the bank. Well, he said, watch it, because if it's bank robbery, that what did you say? <laughs> they know there's something on the inside of that bank. Why do you think the devil's trying to get into, get into your temple? Because he knows there's something in there. He's trying to rob you. He's trying to rob me. We got to keep our, keep our mind. Pray. Listen, y'all, we need to get in the Word. When I say get in the Word, we need to start memorizing those scriptures and put it in, in, in language that we can understand and relate to. Ask God to give us that clear understanding of what he's saying. Y'all got gifts. You got gifts. You got gifts. Miss Jeanette always talking about being raised from the dead two times. She fell all in up in here. God's people went to work. Prayer warriors. Nurses. I mean, they went to work. Put it all together. Prayer languages was, was operating. Speaking of, in heavenly language. See, we got so many gifts. We need to start operating in them. I ain't trying to set a whole household praying tongue. No, I'm not telling you to do that the whole household. But I know who has the gift of tongues in here. And we got it. No, no, it's authentic. What is your gift that's lying dormant on the inside of you? What did God deposit in you that's dormant? God says stir it up. 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 Got to stir it up. Now, put it in the mixing bowl. Stir it up. You need to stir it up. You need to stir it up. You got deposits on the inside of you. And the devil trying to take it. I tell you right now, he's trying to take it. He's trying to take what God has deposited in you and in me. I ain't going to leave myself out. He's trying to take it. 
if it wasn't beneficial for the kingdom of God, he wouldn't be after you. When he give you pure hell, that means you packing something. The only one that don't know you're packing it because the one that don't that got it don't know they're packing it. But you got it. God said, safeguard that deposit. Start operating. Stir it up. That thing was passed down from generation to generation. What got passed on to you? I ain't talking about no spirit of fear. The devil is alive. I don't want that. But what got passed down to you from generation to generation? Think about it. What got passed on to you? Thank you, Lord. Being obedient. Got it. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen, 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 amen.